podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome back to Footballers. I got the usual crew with me, Paul, Right Foot, Matt, Matthew Lamborn. Matt, how you doing this weekend? Matt, Matt, Lamborn, whatever you want to call me, I'm all good. And it's always nice to be considered part of a usual crew. I wouldn't want to be part of an unusual crew, but yeah, this week has been good. Lots of FIFA news dropping. I think the hype for the new game it, it is reaching boiling point now. Uh, I'm ready to play something fresh. Give it to me. Inject me. Whatever it is they say online. Mm. Injecting. Paul. <laughs> didn't, we, didn't we start last week's show with we, injections? We had, we had a podcast about injecting it a while ago. Um, but <laughs> um, yeah, I'm good. Really good. I'm still playing. I'm still ticking away on 22. My enthusiasm for the game's starting to sort of wane a little bit, but I'm still enjoying it, still playing it. Well, why is it starting to wane? Can you elaborate? Just because I've not had a break for four years, probably. But um, mm. no, it's just getting to the stage now where I think the problem is too many good cards and not enough time to play. I'm a bit yeah. sort of swamped by it now because I've got some of these new cards are coming into my team and they're getting dropped before I've even had time to play with them yet because we've got the next SBC, which, you know, too much content I don't think is ever a bad thing, but I, I'm a, I just feel a little bit robbed. And, you know, that's personal stuff, not being able to play as much and whatnot, um, you know, I'd like to be able to play with these more and I'm not having I'm not having the chance. So, you know, that's that's just life getting in the way, being a grown up. Yeah. And it, it's important to take a break. You mentioned doing it for four straight years. You gotta have that break in there or else you get burnt out. Man, I think you can probably attest to that. Yeah, I've said it many times, I think taking some time away from the game will definitely make you feel much healthier about it. And it is good to give yourself time to miss it a little because we tour year in, year out and no, I think most online content makers are a little bit guilty of focusing on the negatives sometimes uh, and not so much of the positives. And when you've been playing the game for years and you're pulling up issues constantly every week, you forget what makes you play the game originally anyway. You love for football, you love for building those teams, for getting in the transfer market, trying out new players, all the stuff you get excited about when you don't play for a little while. So I'm glad I sort of took my sabbatical sort of early July. By the time the new game rolls out, I'll be absolutely dying to get back into it, I'm sure. Yeah. And talking about getting into it, FIFA 23 beta codes did go out last week, like we talked about in the previous episode. So if you haven't checked your inboxes, look at those, look at your junk email, look at your spam, make sure you uh, looked everywhere for your code. But we'll stay on 22 for now, Paul. We had a plethora of content since the last time we spoke. We've got so many SBCs to talk about. Varane, Ben Yedder, Neymar, Dembele, and I think I saw from Sheriff there's a pink Salah coming in uh, maybe tomorrow, day after. Today is Tuesday, August 16th. What about all this content? How many SBCs have you done in the last week? I have done Dembele, Varane, St. Max. I have started R9. Um, I'm a few tokens short of Ben Yedder. Um, so yeah, I've done quite a few. Um, I'll probably end up doing Neymar as well, but it's just, the problem is again, time, like there's so many squads for these and to get them done, really, you have to be sort of grinding some upgrades and I know we're getting two 85 times 10 packs and there's some uh, fodder packs from swaps, but you know, I'm, I'm saving for Yedda, so I'm not, I'm not opening any, any fodder packs from swaps yet. But Did you say you're simping just, for Yedda? I'm what, sorry? You're simping for Yedda. 
I probably am, but I, I'm say I said I'm saving for Yedda. I'm saving my swap nice, tokens nice for um, Yedda. Yeah, it will. Um, cause that card, the five star, five star striker one looks absolutely mad. And I've played against him a few times um, since he's come out and he just destroys the, the team of the season still very, very good. But this, this new card's just, just so good. Um, and when it, when it comes to Neymar, I've, I struggle with Neymar a little bit. He seems to be a bit hit and miss in front of goal. And I've already done St. Max and Dembele, who I think will be very similar cards. So I, I probably won't end up doing Neymar because we've got, what, a couple of weeks. Then I'm going on holiday and then it's the new game. So, you know. Did yeah. you book your holiday around launch day? No, no, I did not. But yeah, <laughs> Say, to the missus. Say I'll ask. We, we can't go on holiday for another couple of weeks because FIFA's coming out. Otherwise, I'll be trading all the time. Yeah, I, I, you know, she, um, she, I think she's probably tried to book it somewhere around start date thinking, this fucking game, watch this. And she's just got it wrong because she's not very bright. She should have booked it for the one to watch promo. Nobody gives a fuck about that one. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Yeah, it will actually be nice to go away beginning of September and come back and then start getting hyped for the new game after a bit of a break because I'm I'm ready for one now. Yeah. And this kind of brings me into a little topic that I wanted to chat about. I was talking to George Coog. He was on our show a couple of weeks ago and I share the same sentiment as he does. But basically, how much hype and um, excitement, how much are they missing out on? by releasing the game a month after the prim is, you know, underway. This seems like they could capitalize on so much more content if they put it out right around the same time as, you know, the season starts. That's what most other sports games do. Why do they continue to do it this way, Matt? I don't know why they continue to do it. I imagine it has something to do with the FIFA license and the conditions that they put on EA. Um, I know why it would have started the way it is, and it's purely to do with the transfer window. Back when we were all buying physical media, you can't release a game before the transfer window ends because so much activity happens at the last minute and then people have got outdated squads in their thing and then big patches get released and all that kind of thing. They want to throw the game out there, up-to-date transfers, all that kind of stuff. It's less of an issue now that we're mostly digital these days and we've got a culture where getting a day one patch isn't unusual anymore, but in, in years gone by, that wasn't always the case. So it was always transfer window fully wrapped up then put the game out with the up-to-date rosters, if you want to call it that, and away you go. But I'm sure there's there's additional conditions that FIFA probably have. All the various uh, licenses require them to do it at a certain time. Uh, I think they would get more hype if it coincided with the the start of all the, the seasons of the big leagues in Europe, to be honest. But I wonder if the fact that they do it a month later and they drag on footies for so long Maybe they do that on purpose because they want people to engage with the game later into the cycle, closer to the release of the next game. Because if they did it a month earlier, that would give people one more month. They'd have to wait for the new one. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's a strategy there. I mean, it's all relative, right? But timing is everything. And I feel like they could do much better if they were to do it a month earlier. There's probably a a degree of seasonality about it as well, whereby they know if they put a game out in, say, late July, early August, a lot of people are going to be outside, less people playing, spending money on packs, that kind of thing. So you wait for the weather to decline a little bit in Europe, more people indoors, they need something to do. And I think 
this winter in particular, it's going to be very, very good for EA because a lot more people are going to need some cheap entertainment because everyone's going to be short for cash with the cost of living crisis and energy going through the roof. More and more people will be engaged in FIFA than any year before, I think. So it should be a good one for them in, in that respect. Assuming they can afford to turn the lights on. Um, yeah. But they should be able to play foot because it's powered by football. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the game has become a 12-month cycle now, where in, in previous, maybe last year it was as well, but before that sort of team of the season came by and lots and lots of people stopped playing. But I think we saw this Friday, there were that many people on the game with all these SBCs and stuff that came that the servers couldn't cope with the with the traffic and the servers went down on Fridays and that's not happened for a a, a long, long time. Um, and, and speaking of hype, I was talking to George again um, last week. Can you imagine the hype on this game if these cards that we got in the last week were not leaked and you switched on at six o'clock and there's a Dembele or an Neymar, an R9, a Varane in the game. Like that's so much more fun for me than getting it a, a week before or however many days before it actually comes into the game. Sorry to moan about leaks again, but you know. No, it's a good point because you know, another thing we're going to talk about later is heroes, right? And I saw, I noticed that Foot Sheriff really hasn't been very active in posting leaks for 23 per se, right? These individual names. He's only just now getting a list, which EA has already put out a massive list. So I'm hoping that this is, you know, a show of how they're going to do things going forward. You know, maybe they've got a better, a better lid on, on the leaks this time, uh, because I do think it takes some of the excitement away, you know, the, the surprise quote, the surprise mechanic of the game. But uh, yeah, I, I noticed that the other day and I'm glad you mentioned that because I think it's better when we don't know. Well, Donk did mention that he thought that um, when people are actually going back to work in the office and there's a lot less remote working, that I thought some of the leaks might sort of fade away into FIFA 23. And I hope they do. Do you know what I mean? I really hope they do because it, you know... I remember being excited for content drop at six o'clock. And now if you're on Twitter, even if you don't follow the leakers, it's impossible not to, to get it. You know, if you, if you consume FIFA content, it's impossible not to be sort of hit by some of these leaks at some point through the week. Yeah. I think they've done a really good job of uh, transitioning that into 23 and, and the engagement for 22 does seem to be much higher than usual. You see a lot of people chattering about it. I even saw Matt foot trading on Twitter was praising it. So when he's doing that, you know, they're doing something right. One last thing I want to talk about in FIFA 22 is I just noticed, I think they released it today. If I'm not mistaken, the R9 SBC and the 26 squads that it requires to achieve. It looks like about 3 million at the current price. Do you, do we think it's, I mean, personally, I think it's too late, but I've always think, you know, they, they release these kind of things way too late. But is it fairly priced in your opinion? It's market value. Um, and, you know, I think at this stage it's not a fair price. I think it's still a very, very good card and up there with the best. But I think at this stage of the game now, we should be getting these cards for a similar price to some of the other SBCs that we've got, you know, Dembele, Neymar, uh, Dembele that are 99 rated. And and let people let people enjoy these cards. I know there's still what five weeks of the game left, six weeks of the game left, but 
it's still a grind to get that done. If you've got the coins, if you haven't got the coins, you've got to hope that you either put all your swap tokens into fodder packs and you're still not guaranteed to get those because you've got 592 rated squads, which, you know, is difficult to do. You've got to spend money on golds for informs or however you're going to do it. It's going to cost you. And yeah, I just feel like it should be a little bit easier and, and give the, the player base something that they can do for cheap. I've always been of the opinion that if it's if the SBC is priced to the market in the current price of the card, to me, it's neither fair nor unfair. It's, it's, it is what it is. I mean, that's what they cost on the market. That's what it costs on the SPC. The thing is, though, is that market price is going to come down and the SPC price will not. And you won't get those coins back afterwards. So we talked about that many times. Matt, hypothetically, if you were still engaged with the game, would this be an SPC you would go after or is it too much too late? <laughs> I think there's, there's probably better cards for a more sensible amount of coinage or swaps that would suit me better to be honest. And I'm also of the opinion generally, and this might sound a little bit boring, that once you put a card like this into an SBC, and yes, I gather that it's very expensive, so that'll preclude quite a few people, but potentially lots of people can do this and get this card, then it ceases to be special. Like a R9, the best possible version of R9 or a Pele or something like that, should be something that we're always striding towards. And almost handing it out in an SBC kind of kills it for me then. If you play weekend league in the next week or two, you're going to play so many R9s now that it's just going to be very boring. Those things should always be special, hard to get, a little bit rare, and and just keep them something that it's a long-term prize to go after cars like that. It's not something that everybody should necessarily have access to. Otherwise, it's it's an empty gesture at that point and it's not special anymore so that's my feeling on it anyway yeah I, I do think that's why my enthusiasm for the games dropped a little bit because when everybody's got all of these cards it you know I don't know if I'm just being a little bit selfish I'm used to having a really nice team because I grind really hard for it when everybody else has got similar or as good teams you lose that do you know what I mean it's just losing that that special card, like you say, Matt, you know, that card special, you've got something to sort of thrive for when everybody's got the same stuff and all the cards, there's nothing really to to go after. Um, yeah, just a little bit no of exclusivity is important, I think. If if we yeah. all had the same team, this game would be so dull. We might as well just play Man United v Liverpool or Man City v Arsenal every week. We don't need to get into this whole ultimate team thing. If we all end up with the same team, that's just dishwater. It's, it's, nah, it's, it's not for me. And I also, you yeah. know, I don't like using cards that everyone else likes using. I like being a bit different. That's what makes the game fun for me. But that's just the way I do it. I'm not saying that's how everyone else should do it. But yeah, the, the less you see around of that, the better. Because when you, you load up a game and you see someone's got that card, you're like, ooh, wow, this is going to be interesting. Or you hope they have the same sort of fear effect if they see your card. But if everyone's got them, it's not special. Yeah. No one's got an advantage. Who gives yep. a shit? And this wouldn't be a proper footballer's pod if I didn't mention MLB The Show. And that's kind of where I'm at with MLB The Show is they have so much content and the cards are so accessible that everybody has the best cards. Everybody has a similar team. And you go to play online and it's like, oh, okay, playing this guy again. I played three games earlier and I was just bored with it. So it, it goes to show you that you know, if everybody has the same team, there's no creativity. You know, it gets it gets stale. 
I feel the same way about formations and tactics as well. If I play the same formation and tactics for a month, month and a half, I get bored. I got to mix it up, try new things, learn, you know, new skills that, that teaches you to get better at the game and you enjoy it. A lot of these things we talk about with creativity, I think it's going to get a lot better in FIFA 23. And that's going to transition us into the deep dive that we had this last week. Now, the new chemistry, we got some details on that. So positional links are all gone. There's no team chemistry. So you don't have to worry about that. It's all about player chemistry. Every player has zero to three diamonds. If a player has zero diamonds, they don't lose any attributes. They just don't gain any from any kind of chemistry boost. That said, you can play somebody out of position wherever you want, and they'll still perform just as good as a base version. And um, they'll have secondary positions too, where you can swap positions. We kind of knew this was coming already, but they confirmed a lot of this. Basically, it's all about players. You can still do, you know, Man City, Portugal with Ruben Diaz and Cancela. That would be a hyperlink to get extra extra diamonds. And you can go into the pitch notes, click the link and read about it. But Matt, do you think this is a dub for the new game going forward? I think it'll be a, a massive dub in the beginning. I think this is going to be so good for, for starter squads. And I've actually been doing a little bit of work for you today, Hunter, on uh, we're going to do a, a little transfer special, maybe do it next week, talk about some of the the interesting transfers that have happened this summer and how that creates some squad building possibilities for starter squads, particularly with some of the mm. off leagues. So we'll come back to that in, in a few days time probably. But I think this is where it will really come into its own in the first month or so of the game when everyone's got fairly weak teams and they're pulling randoms out of weird leagues that they otherwise wouldn't be able to put in because they would lose so much chemistry. Now they can play them. So, so many more cars are going to be more accessible than they were before at the beginning. Where it's yep. going to go bad is once the game gets flooded with content, we're all going to end up with the same team, which is exactly what we were just talking about uh, in the previous discussion. Um, because the, the flexibility it affords is that everyone can potentially get the best player in every position. And once you get to a certain high rating, having chemistry benefits won't help those cards anyway. So you can just put them all right. together. I fear what the game's going to become like after, say, Team of the Year. I think it's going to get a little bit weird, but we'll benefit of that. We'll see how it plays out. But I think the opening month is going to be brilliant. I can't wait for it. It's always my favorite aspect of, of Ultimate Team anyway. And I think this makes it even better. So I'm really excited. Yeah, it seems like the beginning is when it feels the most like an actual football simulator before it gets wacky. We mentioned icons earlier in, in Heroes. So icons, they're going to give two diamonds toward their respective nation for chemistry and heroes are going to give two diamonds toward the respective league. So that's where your chemistry works on your heroes and icons on those heroes. EA has been announcing a load of new heroes and I'm going to go through them real quick, but we'll just go down the list. Uh, Landon Donovan. I think that's great for all the Americans who play foot. We always want more American cards that are usable. Really looking forward to seeing him. Now, Marquisio, I think we talked about this in DMs. I'm excited about this card because I remember that one from FIFA 18, that, that footies card he got. It was insane. But what about Yaya Toure? Metz is cringing. Oh, I'm, I'm cringing because I just know he'll be amazing. Not that it, that's He's gonna uh, be fucking awesome. a problem, but yeah, that card's going to be like a new Hullet, right? And probably even more skillful than Hullet in real life with all the physical benefits. So that card could be... All sorts of nasty. But I think in his career, he's played in just about every position. So it'll be interesting to see where they put him on the card in terms of his starting position for the various iterations of the card that comes out over the course of the season. But then again, since you can move him around wherever you want, I guess it doesn't make that much difference. But I can see that being a card that's literally good at everything. So look forward to yeah. seeing that every weekend league. Cheers for that. 
Yeah, I feel like he's going to be the premier hero, kind of like Granola was this year. Well, at least so far from what we have. But Paul, I know you're excited about Park Ji Sung. Who? No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not. He don't really that get, was my he don't, response. He don't, he don't get me the, um, he doesn't have the yaya effect, does he? You know. Um, no, he doesn't have much effect at all because I don't really know anything about him. But, you know, he's somebody that wants to use him, you know, for your... Um, I forget you've not been watching football for that long, Hunter. If you don't know who Parchy <laughs> Sung is, Jesus Christ. I, I don't. I don't. Who did he play for? Man United. PSV. Hmm. That's probably why. I don't watch United. Only watch winners. Uh, QPR very briefly as well at the end. Hmm. But he, he's okay. an excellent player, but he, he, he was uh, not particularly good at anything, but just decent at everything and worked extremely hard. So he was like a sort of person you would bring on into the game to he's very famous for marking Pirlo out of a particular game in the Champions League who just ran after him constantly and didn't really attempt to play football mm. with him he just bashed him around a bit but Fergie loved him he's great mm. so the rest of these I am familiar with Carvalho Diego Forlan Lucio Rafa Marquez and Mascherano Mascherano being I'm most familiar with that one he was I think he's the one that's been in foot most recently correct me if I'm wrong but He's also had some good cards, but his his kind of his pace kind of fell off at the back end of his uh, FIFA career. But I'm sure this one will be fantastic. I'm hoping they'll put him at CDM. I'm thinking, but they haven't really given a position. I don't think. What about the rest of these, uh, Paul? Where do you stand with these heroes so far? Are you excited about them overall? Yeah, I think it's always good to get new cards, and with a new sort of chemistry, it'll be just give you a few more options. You know, a few more nations in there that they're a little bit different. So yeah. It'll be it'll be good to use some of these cards, and you can you just never know how good these cards are going to be. You might have one of those that's in there that you're not quite expecting to be amazing, but it's just FIFA meta, you know, just just an unbelievable card. So we'll we'll have to see. And early on, it'll be so nice to um, well, I say not even early on. It'll be it'll be nice to pack some of these cards um, and give them a go. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get some more heroes as we go because they're still dropping them. Uh, Matt, what do you expect to see from the rest of these heroes? Do you expect to see one more banger like Yaya Toure? Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think um, they need to do a bit more with it to get it really hype. I don't think any of those are going to be selling copies of this game, if I'm honest with you. But they seem to be strategically distributed amongst certain countries where they probably want to get more of a footfall. So like Brazil, Uruguay, Portugal, maybe some uh, Eastern... Um, selling points with your party song, et cetera, et cetera. But if you've been playing Ultimate Team as long as we have, you'll know that most of these generally have never been good in Ultimate Team. So it's hard to get super excited about them. I know they'll be juiced, but I'm not expecting Ricardo Carvalho to have 80 plus pace, for example. That would be ridiculous because he's never been a fast centre-back. Um, Rafa Marquez, a great footballer, but would never translate well to Ultimate Team because, again, he's not fast. The same with Mascherano. The one I'd be interested to see if they do goodbye is is Diego Four. And he was a magnificent striker towards the end of his career. Had several good international tournaments. Won the Pichichi in Spain with Atletico Madrid and Villarreal. You know, he should be a great card. It's just whether they they get it right in terms of the uh, the makeup of the stats and the the physicalness of the card and whatever. But one thing that I did like about the release of these heroes is I, I appreciate the sort of Marvel 
artwork that they've gone with for them. It's a little bit different. You know, looking at cards can get quite repetitive when you've been playing Ultimate Team a long time. They don't tend to change an enormous amount year on year. So having these Marvel-esque hero designs, I think is pretty cool. It, it certainly works for me anyway. It makes it a little bit more interesting. And I can imagine if you, you get one in a pack and you see it pop up, you're going to be super hyped for it. So that's a thumbs up for me. I like that. I think you touched on it there, Matt. One of my concerns with these heroes is, are they going to be like 90% of the icons that we have that, you know, within a few months, well, not even a few months, within a few weeks, nobody wants to use them because they're just not as good as some of the gold cards that are, you know, 20, 30,000 coins. Um, I just hope they make them a little bit more usable. And I do feel like they made some of the icons a little bit more usable for longer this year, but we'll see. Yeah, I think they, they didn't get the balance right on Heroes last year. It was a nice concept, but like you say, they were so quickly overtaken by other content and then didn't get a refresh until far too late into the game, I think. Um, they need to sort of stay on top of them, keep them up to date with how the power curve is going. Otherwise, again, it's just... Uh, it's a week one promo that will very quickly be forgotten about otherwise. I have an early prediction. I think next year or FIFA 23, after learning what they did in FIFA 22 with heroes, I think there's going to be three sets. I think there's going to be your first set. You're going to get a middle of the year set and you're going to get a third set just the same way they do icons. And I think that's a win for everybody. It's a win for the community. It's a win for EA because that's another promo and it's, it's going to give more enjoyment factor and it gives more, more cards are always a good thing, right? More variety. So that's just something I think they should do and probably would do. I don't know if you think that's good, bad, anything. That sounds about right, but yeah, you just need to do more than they did last time. But I take it as a Chelsea fan, something, you're going to yeah. go after Ricardo Cavallo day one, right? It depends on his uh, usability. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty <laughs> of Chelsea cards they come out with over the years that just, Ain't it like Frank Lampard? None of his cards are worth a shit in FIFA. I just, you know, can't do it. Uh, let's talk about moments. They, you know, we talked about it in DMs. I think I shared a screenshot of you could see the coins, the FIFA points, and there was this other little symbol that we couldn't tell what it was in one of the pitch notes they released. Well, those are stars, and you get stars from playing these new moments settings. So you can recreate situations basically. You know, you'll enter a game in the 90th minute with a free kick and you'll have to win it and you'll get so many stars and you get more stars for different difficulties. And uh, the rewards are always dynamic. There's a, a certain area of the store where you can redeem these stars almost like swap tokens and the rewards are always changing. So uh, if you want to learn more about this, like I said, go read the pitch notes. It's uh, or go read the article in the pitch notes. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes. But uh, are you excited about these moments? situations Mets because they have them in MLB the show and I really like them it's like low-key chill but it's also challenging yeah I, I've been clamoring out for this for for a long time we've mentioned it I think at least a couple of times and in, in previous episodes as far back as international superstar soccer which was Konami's precursor to pro evo like back in the mid-90s on the super nintendo that had scenario mode in it and it was so much more fun than just playing against the cpu ai to have these challenging modes and some would be very easy others would be ridiculously difficult where you literally have one chance in like 10 seconds to to finish the goal otherwise you have to restart over and over again and it becomes a, a grind but when it's a grind attached to a fun reward 
it's going to be hella fun. And just think of the different amount of content that people will be able to make online in single player, which almost no one does in Ultimate Team. It's always online. It's always weekend league focused. I think that's just creates so many more possibilities for you viewers, for players, people who don't want to play hardcore competitive modes. They want to chill out on their own for a little bit and do something different that isn't squad battles and get something for their time. I think it's a massive win. If it's executed right, this will be a big hit, no doubt. Yeah. Paul? I like it. And it's. I imagine it's going to be somewhere that you can get better at certain parts of the game as well. So you can... It'll help you get better at the game. I presume, you know, like, you know, getting better at skill moves or free kicks, whatever it is, it'll it'll help, I think. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. And like you say, you get some decent rewards and I think you can keep them um, all year. Um, you know, you can save them up till something, right. that something comes along that you like, which, you know, I like that idea. Yeah, I don't know if they reset each season or not. I think it did, it did mention that in the pitch notes. So we'll have to confirm that, but you can save them. I know that I'm looking forward to it. That's, that's something I really like doing getting off of work. You don't want to really play cause something competitive. You don't want to sweat it out. You just want to get your FIFA fix in. It's perfect for that. So, uh, don't get the heart rate going before you go to bed, you know, uh, cross play. They talked a little bit about cross play, but it's stuff we already knew. The one thing that they did say is you're going to have a global transfer market, which is pretty big, Paul. Um, how is this going to impact the market? Is it going to be better, worse, same? Yeah, I think uh, I mentioned it before. I think PlayStation probably won't notice that much difference, but on Xbox, we definitely will um, because I notice the difference when I go onto PlayStation and it's so much harder to snipe. Um, You get so many more sales. um, So when it's all, all thrown in together, it's going to be a big difference for uh, Xbox and, and trading, but we'll still get used to it. And like I say, for PS, I don't think they'll notice notice much difference, really. Yeah, I think PC players will find things got cheaper, right? Because PC is usually the most expensive market, if I'm not mistaken. I, I don't think PC is part of the yeah, market. PC's I got think its own market with Switch. They're going to have think. their own market, but they're going to have cross-play for games but not market i think we're going it's just going to be xbox and playstation for market Mm, okay good to know uh there's also a global top 200 leaderboards and i'm sure that that'll be the same as the transfer market but uh and you'll be able to separate your leaderboards out by console and by global so you'll be able to see where you rank if you're in the top 200 stadiums really exciting stuff they have new roofs for different tiers. You can change the roof of your stadium and you get animated TIFOs and animated pitch trophies. Nice. I'm fucking pumped about that. Yeah. Anything about pitch lines? You can still have your pink pitch lines. Yeah. So I'll be happy about that. I like, I haven't, I haven't had pink for a while. I think we're on a nice shade of gray at the moment, but you know, we'll see what it brings. Shade of gray. Matt, are you going to have gray shaded pitch lines? Uh, I'm shaded very, gray? very traditional. Keep it all, keep it all white lines. Ewer. But um, I think it'll be cool to have like proper roofing over a stadium and play some nighttime games, like or something like that. Is really going to have a more atmospheric benefit 
you know, it's, you can't ever get too upset with additional customizability as long as it doesn't yeah. impact too much on gameplay. But, uh, you know, people like fucking around doing stuff in the stadiums. And I would quite like to see fewer pink lines and, you know, footballs made out of circuit boards and stuff like that because that's just nonsense. But <laughs> I, I am partial yeah. to seeing uh, Emperor Puff the cat or whatever he's called in um, VIP areas and stuff like that it always makes me laugh. So yeah, it's all good fun. It's harmless. Yeah. And we're not supposed to talk about the beta, but I'm sure they won't mind me saying this, but the next gen FIFA 23 visually, it is fucking insane. It looks fantastic. The, the grass, the stadium that we, we all talked jokingly about it last week. It really does look light years better than FIFA 22. So on the aesthetic front, they fucking nailed it. We'll just see what they do on the gameplay side. Um, they did mention World Cup mode, and they give us no details. So I'm assuming it's going to be similar to FIFA 18. Maybe not quite the same, but I'm assuming they're going to push it out later into the year as the game starts to die off, and it'll probably be right around the time the World Cup starts. Um, maybe not. I don't know. What do you think about World Cup mode, Matt? Is it a good thing for the game, or is it? Does it, does it give you an outlet, let's say, from foot to go try something else? It's a weird one because these tournaments have always come when the game cycle is sort of dying off and it kind of helps pick it back up again. So it's a welcome addition. I don't know how I feel about it being dropped right at the... Well, it's not at the beginning of the game because it's towards the end of this year, but I think the game's still generally well populated enough where you don't need something like this that could potentially segment the player base. You know, if someone just wants to be grinding Ultimate Team and not messing around in World Cup and we're losing potential matchups because people are playing different things, that could be detrimental, put it that way. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they handle it. Um, I just wish they'd give us more info so we can you know, have a more educated discussion about what this actually means for us as people who play foot year in, year out. But um, yeah, I don't like the idea of the traditional game cycle getting interrupted for something different. And then by the time that's finished, so it's going to be the new year, that's when you would tend to start seeing a little bit of a drop-off post-team of the year. The game cycle starts to slow down and we've already missed out on a month of the game by that point because we're playing something else. So... Yeah, I want more info, basically. I'd be a lot happier if it wasn't something as sort of intrusive on the main game as the last World Cup mode was. And it was just something that was sort of thrown into the game we're already playing somehow, rather than... Yeah, like if they had World Cup themes, objectives, scenario modes, um, special uh, editions of players who are in the World Cup or marquee matchups, that kind of thing. That's all super welcome. We'd love that. Hype, hype, hype all the way. But if you create essentially a a different type of ultimate team that we've all got to put additional effort into, I'm not I'm not that interested in that. I don't think I'd get into it, to be honest, especially because I've been saying it for a while. A bit of my time is going to be split between FIFA 23 and Modern Warfare 2, no doubt. And I'm sure that's going to be the same for a lot of people by that time of year. So to play Call of Duty and then two different types of FIFA, maybe that's asking a lot of people, I think. And MLB, the show 23, amongst other things. 
We'll have to see. I hope it's some cards that, you know, you can only use in a friendly mode inside foot and, you know, you get objectives to use those cards rather than something that takes over the game. But um, we'll see. Because it is so early on in the game, isn't it? Like, it could like just November, kill it right? dead. Yeah. Um, it could just yeah. kill it dead. So we'll we'll have to see. I can't see him killing it off like they did um, with the last World Cup mode and just, you know, killing the whole market on the on the main foot game. Yeah, hopefully what they do with it is they kind of tie it into foot, right? Like not let it take over foot, but use it as a tool, almost like to do objectives in to get rewards for foot. So it's, but it's a fine line. You can't let it overtake the game itself. So I'm confident that they can walk that rope and, uh, and basically thread that needle because they got it horribly wrong in 18 and they've had four years to think about it. So hopefully it gets better there. Um, we did have something one of our community members put in the Discord, uh, Marius Quintus. I wanted to get you guys' opinion on this. He says, I know it's not going to happen, but what would you think if women's players were added to foot in FIFA 23? I was thinking about this, and you know EA is going to need to do stuff with packs, and lots of useless items. We'd rather have women's players than 300 con- contract cards. Um, I don't know where you guys stand on this to me. I don't care either way. If they're usable, I'm using them. If Alex Morgan is better than Romelu Lukaku, I'm using Alex Morgan. I just don't see it happening. It makes it completely unrealistic, in my opinion. Matt? Yeah, I'm pretty much with you there on that one. I think regardless of what you think of of women's football and the quality of it or whatever, or if you're just super for it, ultimately, as as a product, it doesn't make a lot of money. Not a lot of people watch it. The sponsorship for it's very low compared to the the men's game. Um, and and money talks, unfortunately. And EA will—they're doing a, a cool thing by including women's football in FIFA in general. But yeah. when money talks and it potentially impacts their revenues and ultimate team, that's where the line stops. And anything that's going to potentially put off, even if it's a very toxic segment of their player base, they won't do it. The amount of grief they'll get for it online. Is it's just not going to be worth their while. So they can have a, a, a nice souped up version of women's football in FIFA in a World Cup mode or whatever, but to put it into the main ultimate team, I think that's super, super risky, to be honest. And I think I was saying to you before we started recording, Hunter, that my suspension of disbelief will be crushed for all time if Marilyn Fellaini can't absolutely wreck every single female footballer that they put into that game if they did indeed cross paths but uh, I don't think they will to be honest mm. Paul yeah you know if people, if they put them in the game people want to use them whatever yeah I don't, um, the cards aren't going to be as good as I will I'd hope not that the cards aren't as good as the the men's cards so you know, people want to use the best cards. Um, but if you're somebody who follows women's football and is absolutely in love with it and you want to use those cards in in foot, why not put them in there? Why not? Yeah. Like I said, it's not going to, to me, it's not going to hurt anything. But when you start to make women's players better than men based on their gender, uh, to me, that's kind of just puts me off entirely because the football simulator no longer becomes a football simulator. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, 
kind of where I sit on it. I don't really have anything else to talk about this week. Do you guys have anything else? Actually, you know what? I do want to talk about the Matt. Did you watch Chelsea and Totten Rottenham? <laughs> yeah, it was it was great, great fun. What do you think of the handshake? I thought it was it was all too cool to be honest. Uh, I didn't really. think Conte, I think Conte was being a troll through most of the match, but on, on that particular instance, that Tuchel was a little bit out of line, but it was hilarious to watch. And I think it's funny that they both got punished. And Conte's clearly just doing the end of match handshake and wanting to walk away, but he gets pulled into it by Chelsea boss. And okay, you're in as much trouble as he is now. And then the funniest part was the fact that those two were kicking off throughout the whole thing and none of the players really did other than Romero being a bit of a, a shithouse. Right. But generally yeah. speaking, all the players were very well behaved. It was, you know, played to a, a, a good competitive manner compared to previous Spurs and Chelsea matches where it's gone a little bit crazy. But yeah, it was all about, about the managers. The players weren't into it at all. It was funny. Yeah. I thought Conte was out of line when he was air humping and thrusting towards Chelsea bench whenever they scored. I mean, you, you were sitting there ratting it up, sending counters, and you finally got one off of a foul that wasn't called. To me, I think Conte started it right there. But yeah, Tuchel didn't do himself any favors. He should have just shook his hand and walked away. But yeah, it was very exciting, very dramatic. Paul would have gave him a right fucking, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It was, it was fun. It was just funny, wasn't it? It was just funny. That game created loads of controversy, didn't it? Then, um, yeah. It were, it were quite funny. Graham Seward's got to, to apologise and clarify his statements. And yeah, it was just a bit of a mad one. So yeah, of all that embarrassing behaviour, though, none of it was as embarrassing as United's performance. <laughs> Hate to harp on it, but gonna. Uh, if you guys haven't had the chance to join the Fantasy Premier League, there's still time to do it. We're only two weeks in. Still time to get in and, and make a showing and push toward the top. See if uh, somebody can knock me off my throne. I'm sure Matt's coming for me, though. Trying. There's a uh, triple captain backfired on me this week, so um, I've got some ground to make up big time. Sounds good. Well, we'll look forward to next week. We'll see what brings uh, Fantasy Premier League, and uh, we'll come back with the next podcast when we have more information for FIFA 23. Paul, where can they find you on Twitter and social media? On Twitter, right foot, W-R-I-G-H-T, right fucking foot. Excellent. Matt? Athlambo Matt on Twitter or catch me in Discord particularly if it's uh, FPL related I'll help you out as best as I can sounds good you can follow the show on Twitter at Footballers Pod you can follow me on Twitter at The Foot Hunter that's all we have for this week catch you next week see ya letters you twats Podcast Network.